rocking with you across the USA every Saturday, helping you to become more alive in every area of your life. You're tuned in to David Essel Alive. Of course, David Essel in the box. Welcome aboard. I'm so jazzed to have you with us and to be able to give you, America and the world, three hours of amazing inspirational radio, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, Every Saturday, right here on our new home, Talk Radio XM246. And, of course, we stream around the world for absolute free. TalkDavid.com, proud to be a part of the Premier Radio Network. Our toll-free number, 1-800-548-TALK, 1-800-548-8255. If you have a thought, a question, if you're on the fence in life and you're going, oh, my gosh, I don't know where to turn with this relationship stuff or this addiction or what am I supposed to do now that I'm out of a job What am I supposed to do with this weight? I've been trying to lose the weight. If you're on the fence, if you're stuck, if you're blocked, if you don't know where to go to accomplish any goal that you have in life, this is the perfect time to contact me. Call me. Let's talk on the air. It's absolute free life coaching on the air. We have a short period of time. We'd love to take a call or two. Get you some advice, give you some advice, and get your steps moving in the right direction. 1-800-548-8255. Broadcasting out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California, as we do every Saturday. And we are so happy to say that we've been on the air now 22-plus years, and we're going to go another 22 longer. Absolutely not a question. Mr. Positive. (laughs) I can tell you more about that in a minute. Hey, coming up, I'm going to introduce the guests in a minute, and then I'm going to hit this topic of the day. How do do I know I'm ready for deep love after a divorce or a breakup? How do I know? I'm ready. As a matter of fact, in a lecture I gave today, this morning, entitled The uh, Law of Attraction, The Updated Law of Attraction, this question came up, and I want to answer it on the air. How do we know that we're ready for deep love after the breakup of a relationship or a divorce? I have the answers right after this. Our guest today, Dr. Joaquin DePasada, the author of the book, of multiple books on marshmallows, but it's not the kind that you think about. Keep your eye on the marshmallow. The fastest way to gain focus and resilience and come out ahead in hard times. Looking forward to talking to the doctor about how to stay tough, strong, focused to become more successful in life. Dr. Johnny Bowden is back. The Most Effective Ways to Live Longer is the name of his book. And we're going to talk about could diet be more important in long-term weight loss than exercise? Is it even possible to think in that direction? Dr. Johnny's got to have the answer to that. Uh, James Smith, Smitty Smith, is coming back with us. Of course, he's the TV host of the highly ranked show in this corner, the sports show, the boxing show. We're going to be talking about Jason Collins, the first professional athlete from a team sport to come out as gay and still playing We'll talk to Smitty about what does that mean to other athletes? Is that a good sign as a role model for our youth? Is it not? What will the fans, how will the fans respond? Smitty has the answers to all this stuff. We'll be looking forward to talking to him. And then Christina Carlisle, author of the book Mind Right, Body Tight. We'll be talking to Christina about emotions and weight loss. Like, could it be that our emotions and the the lack of a specific drive or the fear of, of failure? Could it be something like that that's a key to our struggling with weight? She's going to tell us the answer to that, plus come up with success stories. 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. Let's go to Nick in New York. You're on with David Essel. Hi, David. How are you? 
Hey, good, Nick. What's going on? Hey, uh, well, I love your show. I first had to tell you that. It's uh, awesome to hear somebody as positive as you on the on the radio, uh, since all we hear is negative and politics and, and that. So it's uh, refreshing. Thank you. Ah, thank you. Amen, brother. <laughs> I, I, I have a, a, I guess you'd call it a coaching uh, type question. I, I seem to start projects a lot and I, I get about 90% done. I don't finish them or I finish them, uh, you know, after I've started a bunch of other projects and, I guess I just uh, wondered, do you have any ideas or suggestions on concentrating on finishing one before, you know, you start on, on other, especially in the spring here, I've got about nine things going. But, well, what, what is it now? Let me ask you this, Nick, when you're starting all these projects, are there project, are they projects for you? Are they projects mainly for other people? What, where, where do most of these six or eight or nine projects fall into? Um, I guess mainly around the house, um, with the spring, you know, there's opening the pool and there's, uh, you know, working on the decks that got damaged and, uh, uh, landscaping. And, uh, I just seem, I seem to be great at starting things. And then for some reason, I just always get toward the end and then I start on something else. I guess, you you know, it's kind of like good enough and then move on. Okay. Now, what, what, what's the what's the challenge that comes out of living in this type of a way for you? Obviously, there's some kind of pain involved or you wouldn't have called this type of a show. So what's the problem with starting and starting and starting and not finishing anything at the level that you can? How is that negatively affecting you is the question? Uh, because it's always, always on my mind that, uh, you know, while I'm working on other things, I'm thinking, oh, man, I, I never finished the garden. I never finished, uh, you know, the weeding or I, I didn't finish... Uh, hundred percent getting the pool cleaned and, and up and running. So I guess it's mentally, it's, it's always on my mind that I've got so many things to do and I try making lists, but I, I don't know. I just seem to constantly be chasing my tail. Uh, and does it, what is it producing like a sense of anxiety? Um, yeah, just, you know, I wake up in the middle of the night and, you know, and I'm always thinking about everything that I've got going and that I have to do. And, uh, um, I, I've heard you talk to other people about, uh, a, a you know writing tablet at the side of your bed, and I and I do that about ninety percent. And then I <laughs> so you know I, I guess it's just a pattern. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, the, the, the very first thing I'm going to say is that a lot of times when individuals begin to start projects and start projects, the, I asked about the anxiety because the end result of that type of lifestyle is usually one filled with anxiety. It's usually something the mind can't shut off. We're always thinking of what we could have done or should have done. And, uh, and sometimes, Nick, it even goes to the, the reason we have these different projects. And it doesn't sound like this might affect you, but it might affect other listeners is we overcommit ourselves to other people. In other words, someone says, hey, oh, by the way, could you help me with this? And we go, sure, sure, sure. Someone else says, hey, could you do this? And we go, sure, because we're afraid of disappointing someone else. So. So if it if it comes to the if any of this the starting and stopping ever affects other people, we know it's because we are we're we're struggling with something called codependency, which is a desire to have other people like us and to help other people. And I'm not saying don't help other people, but if it gets to the point where we're starting and stopping projects with other people, that's a sign of codependency because we don't want them upset with us. So instead of saying, you know what, I'd love to help you move that boat or do this with your car, but I'm not going to be able to do it till the end of the month because I've got these four things around the house to do. Instead of doing that, we'll say yes, because we want to be liked.
Yeah, actually, that's a good point because it is other other things for other people as well thrown in with all my stuff. So you hit the nail on the head there. It it definitely is you know trying to do too many things with other people as well. So. Right. And so then we get Nick to that place where, gosh, I really don't want anyone upset with me. Instead of just being honest and going, wow, I'd love to help you in 30 days. Let's pick a day and a time. But between now and then, or I'd love to help you in two weeks even, right? Right. But but between now and then. Okay. Then the last thing I'm going to mention to you is this in regards to your own tasks around the house. When we get off the phone, I want you to create a list of them, but then you're going to throw the list away in a minute because all I want you to do after you make the list, Nick, is to prioritize the one that needs to get done now. Now, it often is the one you don't want to do. <laughs> right. Okay? But yeah. So I'm going to have you prioritize your list, your tasks around the house, and whatever the one is that you don't want to do, attack that first and do not do another damn task until that one is done. Gotcha. And okay. one, once you get into a habit of that, Nick, your life will become free of anxiety. You'll sleep at night. You won't even need the tablet that we talk about at the side of the bed. <laughs> okay. Hey, man, I, I appreciate it, David. Thank you. Uh, you're very welcome, Nick. 1-800-CALL-ME-GANG. 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. You're listening to the most positive show in the world. David Essel Live. Check us out at talkdavid.com. Stay there. Rocking with you across the USA, you're tuned into America's Positive Radio Talk Show. David Essel in the box with you. Awesome to have you on board. 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. We'll look forward to helping you with your goals. You know, we got a text in uh, from our text club, as a matter of fact, that I'll give out in a minute. If you want to listen to the show on your iPhone, Android, smartphone, I'm going to give you information on how to do that. But but we got this very cool, in regards to the last caller, Nick from New York, we got a very cool text in from one of our text club members saying, oh, man, I know this busy guy. I've been him. Got to always look busy. And that's a great point. You know, a lot of us, we don't feel comfortable just sort of hanging out and chilling out, right? We really, really don't feel all that comfortable just having nothing to do. And the busier we are, the, 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 what we sense is that we're accomplishing things. But like Nick, the last caller, he might be outrageously busy but not accomplishing a lot if he slowed down, hence the name of our, our book a number of years ago with Hay House, slowed down, chose the one, only worked on that. Until it was done, he would be probably one-third as busy and get ten times more stuff done without having to look busy. I love it. And thank you to uh, our, our text club member that sent in that text because that's dead on. A lot of guys and a lot of women, I'm not going to just say guys, a lot of men and women feel that they have to be productive on weekends, on evenings. God forbid you didn't have a couple projects going. Can I get an amen? 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. If you want to listen to the show on your smartphone, anywhere you go, join our text club. 1-800-548-8255. 
I'm going to tell you how to do it. You can always go to talkdavid.com and click on the XM logo to figure or to see. We have it written down there as well. But just type into your smartphone, Android 69302. Type in the number 69302. In the message box, type in the word Talk David. All one word, all lowercase. Talk David. Hit send. And if you miss that, go to our website, talkdavid.com. Join the text club, and you'll receive a text from us saying, click here to listen to the show live. one 800 548 So um, today, in this lecture I gave, the updated law of attraction, uh, the question was brought up, how do I know I'm ready for deep love? Like, I think I am. My business situation is going okay. My money situation is okay. My health is okay. The only thing that's missing is a love relationship. And how do I know I'm ready? Because I don't have it yet. It's not here. So does that mean I'm not ready? So let me give you some some things. If you're single, if you're divorced, if you just ended up a relationship, if it's been, let's say, six months or longer, depending on the length of a relationship, we encourage in our work of 23 years, one-on-one with people, we encourage people not to date for six months if your relationship was a year or longer. Seriously. If you were in a relationship or a marriage that was a year or longer and you're out of it and it's been like 30 days, that is not the time to date. But here is how you know you're ready. Number one, and some of these are going to blow your mind, you must have no resentments against a past lover. <laughs> and right away, people will look at me at lectures I give and go, what? You mean I have to forgive that clown from two months ago or 25 years ago? And the answer is yes. Listen, if you have, I, I promise you is the truth. If you have any resentments against a former partner, you will project them on your current one or the next one in the lineup. I am not kidding you. We, we can talk about more of that uh, at another time, but it is the truth. He subconsciously, you're going to project it. It's not going to be like you're going to sit there going, oh, he reminds me of Bill or he reminds me or she reminds me of Mary. Or It's not that. It's not that conscious. It's on the subconscious level. It's like if you have not learned how to let go of your resentments against past lovers, you're bringing it forward. Number one. Number two, that when we talk about a former partner, we don't use the word X. So how do you know you're ready for deep love? If you quit saying, oh, my X or my stinking X or that ridiculous guy or lumpy or um, or Miss Anal or whatever the, the little pet names we have for our former partners. If you have dropped all that, lost resentments, you don't call them any of those pet names that are um, demeaning, degrading then you could be ready for the next love relationship. Number three, if you have no resentments or shame at yourself. In other words, if you've done the work and you don't feel like, wow, you know, I was such a moron for cheating on her, for cheating on him. I was such a jerk for always arguing and always raising the bar in a relationship. If you have resentments or shame or guilt against yourself, you're not ready for the next relationship. Next, if you can honestly say that you're ready to trust you're ready for the next relationship. If you can say, you know what, I'm gonna, my past relationships didn't work, but I trust men. I trust women. If you can't go there, you ain't ready. And I really mean that. And then the last one is that if we are looking to get into a relationship to serve someone else and to have fun, then you're ready. If you're looking to it because you're tired of being alone, you ain't ready. When people say, you know what, I am just so exhausted of going to the movies alone or I don't go to the movies. Because I don't want to go alone. Or I just want to have someone to play tennis with and make love to and go to dinner with, you know, but because I, I, then we're in a state of neediness. 
If we're in a state of neediness, like we need to be with someone, or if we feel pressure from society because we're 25, 55, 65, 75, and by now we should have a long-standing relationship, we're not ready. one 800 Oh, my Lord. Right. So get clear, get clean. And the way people usually get clear and clean from their past relationships is by working with uh, a minister, a coach, a counselor. It's hard to do this stuff on our own. It really is. I'm going to get to some of your emails right now. This is great. What is your beef against reality TV shows? You talk as if they are harming America. You're right. I do talk like reality TV shows harm America because they do. Listen, all of these ridiculous shows are filled with chaos and drama and relationships. They're filled with gossip. They're filled with putting people down. We become what we watch. And please don't come up with that line. Well, you know, it's only Monday through Thursday for one hour a night. How bad can that be? I had a client in three weeks ago in the office And she was talking about what a crappy negative attitude she has. And I asked her what she watched at night. And she said, well, nothing. I said, really? You don't don't watch anything? No, I really don't. Do you have music on? No, no, no. The TV's on in the background. So right away, my ears perked up, right? I go, what do you mean the TV's on in the background? Well, I have like this series of reality shows that run, but I don't sit and watch it. I'm doing laundry and, and putting kids to bed and all that. It's the same thing. It doesn't matter if you're sitting to pay attention or if it's in the background. It's the same identical thing. It's having a negative effect on America. I mean this sincerely. Now, if you're choosing one show a week and it's one hour long, no, I'll give you that. I'll throw you a bone. Go ahead and enjoy it. But if it's more than that, it's not helping. one 800 My goal of being financially stable was blocked recently after being laid off. This is the third time I've been laid off in three years. What the hell do I do now? That's a great question. Um, I do have great references from employers, except for the last one who said he hired wrong. That's a cool guy. What a great boss. He said, you know what? I hired wrong. You're not the right person for the position. I got to let you go. My bad. I like that. All right. So listen. What do you do when you want to become financially successful and the last three years you've been laid off? You go for number four. You go for the fourth year. Hey, Walt Disney went bankrupt seven times. Seven freaking bankruptcies before he became successful. Nelson Mandela, 27 years in prison. The greatest goals that you you have in your life will demand huge effort, ladies and gentlemen. If it's losing 50 pounds, if it's forgiving a former partner, like I was just saying, if it's becoming financially independent, you know, Harv Ecker, Google Harv Ecker. The Harv Ecker is amazing. We had him on the show, author of the book, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. He came up with a line that we use all the time. You must be willing to do Whatever it takes for as long as it takes to accomplish your huge, huge goals. Keep that. Keep that on the tip of your tongue. I am so glad you're with us. Do you know why? Because we're going to rock your world. We're going to give you thoughts and ideas, and we've got some of the most amazing guests in the world. They're going to give you even more thoughts and ideas on how to move your life forward. 1-800-548-8255. Visit TalkDavid.com for all the archives of these shows. TalkDavid.com. More to come. Stay there. Oh, 
Oh, yeah, you got to keep on growing. As a matter of fact, coming up in a couple minutes, my next guest talks about resiliency, focus, getting ahead in hard times. Dr. Joaquin de Posada, author of uh, multiple books. One of his books, check this out, Don't Eat the Marshmallow, over 3 million 3 million copies sold. That is just exceptional. We'll have to find out from uh, Dr. DePasada. How's that feel to be on the other side listening to that saying, oh, my gosh, my, 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 this one book has sold over 3 million copies? What a phenomenal accomplishment. We're going to be talking to him about how to be that comeback person in your business and in your own life as well. 1-800-548-8255. I want to shout out to my mom, Pat Essel. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. I love you, darling. And for all the moms in the world, may you have a blessed evening and a blessed day tomorrow. A very, very special day. Without them, I don't know those people that are struggling with their moms still, or maybe their moms aren't here and they're struggling. Just trying to find some space in your heart, gratitude for the fact that without them, even if your upbringing wasn't perfect without them, we would not be here. And for those that did have a blessed upbringing, more power to you. More power to you. 1-800-548-8255. Dr. Joaquim DePasada, uh, as I mentioned, best-selling author, a former NBA consultant to teams like the Los Angeles Lakers, and author of his newest book, Keep Your Eye on the Marshmallow, all about focus, resilience, and staying getting ahead, staying ahead in hard times. Dr. DePasada, welcome to the show. Thank you, David. Thank you. First of all, happy Mother's Day to your mother, Pat, and all the mothers around uh, in the world. <laughs> I am a little bit sad. I lost my mother four months ago, so imagine my first Mother's Day without my mother. Ooh. Ooh. How are you but, dealing with that, Joaquin? Well, I tell you, it's, uh, it's sad, but she lives such a nice, full life, 84 years old. And, you know, it came the time when uh, she had to go and she went, but we are left with wonderful memories. Yeah. Hey, Joaquin, what, what did you learn? Like, what what were some of the greatest teachings that you learned from your mom? Actually, my mother was very resilient. She was very persistent. And because of her persistence, I learned that in life, you cannot give up. No matter how bad things are going, no matter if things are not working out, you simply have to continue doing and trying and trying new ways, and at the end you succeed. Yeah, yeah. We we need right now, isn't this isn't this true, Joaquin? We need to hear that message more and more and more now than at any time, as many people say, since the Great Depression. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely, absolutely. We all know that uh, things all over the world, and I travel to sixty countries, so I can tell you that things mm. all over the world are you know are tough right now. And people need to be more persistent than ever because, you know, uh, economic times uh, have ups and downs, but there's always opportunity, David. No matter what country have I gone, people are, I found people that were more successful than ever. I mean, they're, they're doing great because yeah. those people do not take the recession lightly. They simply say, I do not wish to participate in the recession. I'm going to do different stuff and I'm going to try new methodologies and they're successful. I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> and you, you have a ton, you have a ton of passion for what you do, don't you? Absolutely. I love what I do, and uh, that's why I write with books with passion, and I speak with passion, and I try to to tell people, you know, I mean, if I can make it, uh, you know, being uh, from another country, I have an accent, and uh, now I am an American citizen for the last uh, many years. I've been around. Uh, I'm in this country for. For 50 years, so imagine, I'm an American, but uh, I had yeah. my accent, and I had to speak in public, and it was pretty tough. 
Yeah, I bet it was. I bet it was. <laughs> but I have to tell you, it, sound, it, it sounds pretty good. Hey, let, let, let's talk radio for a second, okay? Okay. You, you now listen to this. Joaquin, um, a year, I've been on the radio for 22 years, and for 10 of those years, I was with a different syndicator. I'm with Premier Radio right now. I was with another one called Westwood One. And my show used to be heard on WOSO in Puerto Rico, where you have motivational minutes going on. Oh, my God. That is small world. Chairman yes. Wildman. <laughs> Chairman Wildman. He's the president. And yeah. WRSO is a dear, dear, uh, it's dear to my heart. I have, uh, I've been, I've, I've been on it for six years where I have a daily motivational capsule in that radio station. Yes. Yes, yes, Amazing. yes. And isn't that incredible? When I, when I saw that you were on there, I said, Oh, I've got to bring this up because we have a tie in. We, we, we've been working with the same. Now we're, we're not with them right now, but we were for a number of years and they were great for us. Oh, wonderful. I got to tell Sherman that, uh, that I uh, was in your show and he'll get a kick out of it. Yes, yes, that'd be great. Hey, um, now where did this marshmallow thing come up? All your books have this, this marshmallow. Don't eat the marshmallow. The big one that sold three million copies. The most recent one, keep your eye on the marshmallow. Where did that marshmallow analogy come from? Well, it all came from an experiment that was done in the University of Stanford by an American psychologist named Walter Mitchell. He took 643 kids all by themselves, placed them in a room, all by, you know, each kid in a room with a marshmallow, and he told the boy or the girl, listen, Jimmy, I'm going to be leaving the room for 15 minutes. I'm going to leave you here with a marshmallow. If you eat it, you get nothing else. However, if you're able to not eat it and wait for me to come back, I'll bring you another one. So the <laughs> telephone-year-old kid to wait 15 minutes is like you and I, David, to wait three hours. It's a long right. time. So what happened? <laughs> The, the psychologist leaves the room, closes the door, and guess what? Two out of three. Two out of three children. In other words, over 400 kids ate the marshmallow. Five seconds, ten seconds, thirty seconds, two minutes, five minutes, eight minutes, they ate the marshmallow. However, one out of three, one out of three already at four, understood the most important principle for success, which is self-discipline. The ability to delay gratification. That kid would look at the marshmallow, smell it, put it back, go under the table, look at the ceiling, would do whatever needed to be done for that marshmallow to stay there because he wanted one more. He wanted two. What happened? Fifteen years later, follow-up study, what did they find? 100% of the children that did not eat the marshmallow were successful. Wow. Entrance exam grades, their SAT grades, were 213 points higher than the kids that ate the marshmallow. Wow. The kids that ate the marshmallow had trouble. Uh, they have, uh, some of them were uh, drug addiction, alcoholism. They had uh, low-paying jobs. They, uh, had, they were highly in debt. They were not doing that well. Some of them made it to college and dropped out. Some of them were in, in college with bad grades. And a few, a few something changed them and were doing okay. So that, that tells me, I tell you, uh, if you understand this principle, David, if, if your listeners could really understand the most important principle for success is the ability to delay gratification. In other words, self-discipline. That's a very yeah. important principle to learn. Hey, jo- Joaquim, is self-discipline, is that something that some people are born with like a gift and it's effortless for them, um, where others have to practice it to make it part of a habit? Do you think it could be like a gift to some people? Look, you hit on a very, very uh, important point, and I must admit that, yes, some people are born with it. There's no mm-hmm. doubt. Genetics plays a part. 
Some people are born leaders. You can see them in, in their kindergarten class. All the other kids follow them. In other words, it's genetic. They have it within themselves. However, I also must say that the ability to delay gratification or self-discipline can be learned because that's yeah. emotional intelligence. By being emotional intelligence, it could be taught. And yes, people can learn it. In fact, some kids that ate the marshmallow, something changed them. A coach, their mother, their father, Someone went into their lives and said, listen, kid, you have to delay gratification. You have to clean your room, and then we'll go to the movies. You have to eat your salad, and then I'll give you dessert. Someone changed those kids, and now they're successful, right. too. Right, 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 right. I, I, I like I like the idea. And then when we get back, we're going to go to a break in just a minute here. We're talking with Dr. Joaquim de Posada, author of multiple books surrounding this theme of the marshmallow. Uh, there's one book, Don't Eat the Marshmallow, sold 3 million copies. His most recent one, Keep Your Eye on the Marshmallow. For, for more information about his books and his work, go to don'teatthemarshmallowyet.com. Don't eat the marshmallow Yet.com. When we come back uh, with Joaquim de Posada, we'll be talking about how does one change from someone who's interested or the lack of discipline to someone who can actually delay gratification to get what they want with losing weight, releasing addiction, making more money, finding love of their life. Stay right there. Visit talkdavid.com for more information about the show. I'm David Essel. More to come in a second. Across the USA every Saturday from 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, uh, XM, Talk Radio XM 246, as well as streaming live around the world at talkdavid.com, our toll-free number 1-800-548-8255. Proud to be part of the Premier Radio Network. Glad that you're on board, and we have with us Dr. Joaquim de Posada. He's the author of uh, his most recent book, Keep Your Eye on the Marshmallow, all about focus, resilience, in order to get ahead in hard times. For more information on his work, Check it out. I mean, it's incredible what he's been doing. Don't eat the marshmallow yet.com. Don't eat the marshmallow yet.com. Joaquin, if someone is listening right now and they go, Oh my gosh, he's talking about me. I have not had self discipline. I'm always allowing myself that instant gratification. I say I'm going to have one cookie after dinner and I have six. I say that I'm going to go to the gym, but I never do. How is there like any type of statistics that says that if someone has been um, sort of living life on the fly for 30, the last 30 years, that it would take X amount of months for them to become disciplined in order to not eat the marshmallow? Well, obviously, most people eat the marshmallow. Yes. Most people do. And, and, and the first thing that you have to do is understand your situation and say, you know what? I have been eating the marshmallow. I need to change my ways. So the first thing that it requires is to make a commitment. Make a commitment and say, you know what? I am going to change my present situation right now by having to do whatever I have to do. And now there are several techniques. For example, people that have no money, and they get they make they, they make good salaries, they make money and whatever, but they're right. broke. Well, the first thing that you have to do is, you know what, let me ask my boss or my company to not allow 
10% of the money to get to. Uh, in other words, deduct it from my paycheck and put it into a money savings account, whatever instrument you, they want to use in my job, 401k or whatever. But in other words, don't allow the temptation uh, that when you get the money in your hands and spend it. Simply mm-hmm. look for a way out. Some of the kids, uh, they were very interesting. Some of the kids that did not eat the marshmallow, it was not because they had willpower. No, that was not the what that was. Mm. Uh, that's not what made them uh, not eat the marshmallow. Actually, they found a way to go around the lack of willpower. And what they did is, some of them went under under the table, and they, of course, would not have the marshmallow in front of their eyes. They were under the table. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> love that. Them, yeah, some of them uh, went to the wall and stared at the wall for fifteen minutes, not looking at the marshmallow. Yeah. Some of them started daydreaming, thinking when my daddy and my mother take me to the beach, I'm in the sun and whatever, and then not thinking about the marshmallow. And those Mm. kids did not eat the marshmallow. And yet Mm -hmm. they had no willpower. They simply looked at a way to go around it. We have to do that. If you are someone that has, if you know know yourself and you have difficulty in uh, sending off temptations, get an accomplice. Get someone that you know has strong willpower, has the ability to help you in not allowing you to go into that bad behavior. Right on. You know, you know, Joaquin, many, many um, guests, and we have several coming on today that are experts in the world of um, of behavior change, weight loss, etc. They'll say the number one key in regards to those people that have a weakness for sweets is not to have sweets in the house. <laughs> it sounds so simple, exactly. right? Exactly, exactly. If you know that sweets will kill you, you don't have sweets in your home. Your yeah. refrigerator, you have to put stuff that will be good for you. In other words, make it difficult to do the bad thing. Right. Right. And then an accountability partner. You mentioned that. Some, you know, have, talk more about the importance of if it's money or weight loss or freeing from an addiction. Talk more about the importance of having an accountability partner. Yes. The accountability partner is someone that you really trust. Someone that will be with you in the bad times and the good times. And that accountability partner will help you keep straight. And that person will be very, very helpful. In fact, a lot of people, uh, are married to such a partner. And yes. you can see that they are marshmallow eaters and yet they have money. Why? Because their <laughs> wives, you know, their wives take care of finances and don't allow right. them to even look at the check. Right. Okay. Right, right, right. I like that. I like that. And hey, I, Joaquin, did, yeah. have, you, have, have you yourself, I mean, you're doing all the writing on all this work, delaying self-gratification, creating self-discipline, not eating the marshmallow. Has there been any area in your life that you have had to apply these tools because it's a challenge for you? Absolutely. Absolutely. I used to spend money like every, every cent I made, I spent. Remember, I played basketball when I was in Puerto Rico. I worked with NBA teams. I was, uh, you know, living the high life. And you get a lot of temptations and a lot of distractions. And when I was in that high-flying uh, life, you know, I would, uh, I would womanize. And I, and I would... Uh, Spend a lot of money with women, uh, and mm-hmm. and that cost me a lot of money. Yeah. Okay. So luckily, I learned. Uh, uh, even though I had studied it when I when I studied psychology, the marshmallow principle, I uh, of course decided to write a book about it, and that uh, made me disciplined. Because sometimes uh, <laughs> this is funny, David. Because sometimes when you cannot do, teach. <laughs> 
I love that. That is so good. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to this. When when you are struggling with something and you can't accomplish it yourself, go teach others. I love that. Yeah, and by teaching others, you start practicing the behavior, and suddenly right. you start even faking it. And when you fake it, yes. you fake it, and it becomes true. Yeah, that's so good. You that way. Yeah, that is so good. Hey, you know, I want to jump to you. You were a consultant with uh, several NBA teams, including the Los Angeles Lakers. What? And outside of spending a lot of money on women when you were there, Joaquin, um, what what is it? (laughs) What is it that that you learned in working with professional athletes that was uh, impressive to you? Yes, well, I had the. I I was lucky that I uh, worked uh, on my whole career with uh, with Del Harris. Del Harris oh, yeah. was head coach for the, I, I worked for him for the Milwaukee Bucks, the Lakers, and the New Jersey Nets, the last another the Brooklyn Nets. And uh, what I learned is first of all the the grit, the persistence that these uh, athletes have in order to be successful. In other words, they are people that go through all kinds of pain and do what needs to be done to be successful. You take Le- LeBron James. I mean, LeBron James, you know that when we play, when, when Miami played Dallas, they did not do that well. And he did not do well. He choked in some moments right. in the game. And that cost him the championship. Well, he, he called uh, Keen Alarjan, uh from Houston, and he said, mm-hmm. please teach me to be better. And no, no, not many people know this, but they met for four days in a row. Uh, LeBron took a camera uh, video guy and everything to tape the, the, the lessons and he mm. went through the four days of lessons he take them and you know what he's a different man now look at the right. lesson he had so yes. I learned in the NBA I also learned David that there were there were uh, uh, athletes that made millions and they spent it all right they would not keep marshmallows they 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 simply uh, lost their marriages, their, their, they, they womanized, their, they, they, you know, they simply were uncontrollable, and they, uh, uh, you know, and did not do well. So this right. is such an important, uh, important factor for success that I just cannot, uh, I don't get tired of, of telling people that they have to learn self-discipline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's applicable to every area, Joaquim. It's it, it's a, it's applicable to couples trying to save marriages, enhance marriages. It's it's applicable to people, as you mentioned, talking about money, losing weight, finding the right career path, bouncing back after adversity. As a matter of fact, on your most recent book, Keep Your Eye on the Marshmallow, it's all about focus, resilience, and and getting ahead in hard times. Exactly, exactly. Uh, I wrote it because I know that now more than ever. Uh, we are having uh, a situation with Europe where the economics are not well. Spain has 23% unemployment. That will, mm. in somehow, Italy, France, it will affect us. China is slowing down. So we will have an economic slowdown, and we need to be ready. Yeah. And one of the ways to be ready is to have an, a, you know, egg nest stored away so when the bad times come, you, you can subsist even though the bad times are present. Right, and you have to be creative. Right, right, right. You have to do new, new, new things. You you have to take risks. Mm, uh, I, I I I heard uh, in a speech. I heard this guy David Cameron. You know, he's a guy from uh, Avatar and uh, you know yes. the movie Titanic and whatever. He's a genius, and he was saying that uh, that uh, the four uh, principles for success one one was curiosity. You have to be curious. 
You can mm-hmm. never lose curiosity. And then imagination. You have to, with things you see, how do I make it better? How do I feel a need yeah. that something, something that's sort of been done now? Joaquim, Joaquim, I, 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 I need to, to ask you to hold there, right there. We're, we're running out of time, and I want to make sure that our listeners, listen, this guy knows what he's talking about, to bounce back and to create the life you want. Go to his website, don'teatthemarshmallowyet.com. Don'teatthemarshmallowyet.com. Joaquim, Dr. Joaquim DePosada. Joaquim, it was wonderful to have you on, and we're bringing you back. It was a blast. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, David. I wish you lots of success, Okay. Yeah, absolutely. You have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. You're tuned into America's Positive Radio Talk Show. More information at talkdavid.com. I'm David Essel. Stay here.